Can I please have your attention? And I need all of you to stop what you're doing and listen. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Scott Bell Show. A lot of people have said there are people now dying of the swine flu who are in good health. By whose standards? Hospitals serve Jello. Robert Scott Bell. Food advertising. You know the people. Fresh, natural, hearty, old-fashioned, homemade goodness in a can. <laughs> Robert Scott Robert Bell. Scott Bell. Scott Bell. Dr. Agus argues that the fountain of youth is attainable if everyone were to take statin drugs. Excuse me? It sounds completely, completely insane. Taking on bureaucrats and corporations that would stand in the way of health freedom and making sense out of medical propaganda. The voice of health, freedom, and liberty, Robert Scott Bell. It's another episode of the Robert Scott Bell Show, live on or recorded on. You never know because it's so good. It's so real. It's so happening. (laughs) Right here, syndicated by GCN Live, our our friends in broadcast radio syndication, and we're on two hours additionally, five additional days of the week. That's a lot of additionally, but here we are, Super Don, my humble and lovable producer, making it sound so good, and uh, we got to crank up another broadcast day here as our week begins now officially. Super D, the AMA was sensational. It was great. For yeah. those of you who aren't uh, patron supporters of Robert Scott Bell Show, we just had that yesterday. Uh, we do that once a month and by Zoom get to see and hear from one another, ask questions of each other, solve some dilemmas for people. I mean, it's just just a wonderful time. And uh, Super D, you even uh, escaped at one moment. We didn't know what happened to you. turns out, well, never mind. You have to watch it to know. So be, become a patron supporter of the Robert Scott Bell Show. That's all. That's all. Yes. And if you want to know how to do that, just go over to robertscottbell.com. It's over on the right-hand side. Just click on the Patreon banner mm-hmm. and check out all the cool stuff that you get when you sign up and become a member. Yeah, that and and you could sign up for yeah you could sign up for our newsletter, uh, RSB text RSB to two two eight two eight RSB to two two eight two eight. We'll tell you about some upcoming events as well. But right now, I want to dive into a story we didn't get to on Friday. We just ran out of time, and a headline from the Defender. This is by uh, the Defender staff. There, as COVID vaccine injuries pile up, it's worth remembering medicine is a leading cause of death in the United States. Subheadline. Does the skyrocketing all-cause mortality observed since 2021 have anything to do with the U.S. FDA's enabling of a deadly COVID-19 jab or jabs? They call them vaccines. I can't I can't say it. So here's the question uh, about this. It's like, you know, one of those statements where you say, welcome to the party, pal. How many years have I been on the air? This is my 23rd year broadcast healing and radio and also online now. And I've been saying that since at least acknowledged by the Barbara Starfield report, it came to be known as in the Journal of the American Medical Association. I believe that was right. The JAMA Journal 2000. We have known that modern medicine was, in fact, the third leading cause of death. This was uh, not argued. Nobody has disputed it. Nobody withdrew that paper from the year 2000. In fact, there were other papers that built on it. And if you began to add up a lot of different aspects of allopathic or modern medicine's monopoly in America, you could arguably make this, well, the statement that modern medicine is not the third leading cause of death. It's not the second, but it's the first. Because as I have said so many years, that the very things that medicines or medical people do, allopathic licensed medical professionals of the pharmaceutical state, they do. They have a prescription pad and they write 
prescriptions for toxic poisons approved by the Fear and Death Administration. Now, those drugs are responsible for at least, well, 106,000 deaths, 106,000 deaths of Americans every year. That's at the low end. Now, when there was a meta-analysis done of many different uh, studies on uh, various causes of iatrogenicide, as I like to say, iatrogenic cause of death that's caused by doctors or medicines, 784,000 deaths was the number in death by medicine. And uh, Dr. Carolyn Dean, my good friend, wrote that book many years ago, Gary Null involved and others involved in the, in the compiling of those numbers. But that's well over three quarters of a million Americans every year. Now, in the worst scenario of 2020, when they said COVID was devastating and killing everybody, it didn't rise to that number in the United States. Now, we look back a few years later, not that long after we realized the old people that died were vulnerable, susceptible, and had multiple comorbidities. They were maybe killed by various in interventions, including ventilators. And so you could say, arguably, at best, that they died with COVID, but not necessarily from it. And that's, you know, again, something that will bear itself out over time as we look back on this event. And then after the time of the COVID jabs that were rushed in by a warp speed, thank you, Donald Trump, and then pulled into uh, various mandate levels by uh, Biden. Thank you, Biden. And then we realized that all cause mortality is up in 2022 over 2021, which is over 2020. One of the things that you you've got to I'd say you got to realize here, but in a pandemic year, you have the normal uh, death rates. You know, you track them year after year after year. You say, on average, this is the amount of people that die in a pandemic year. You have to say if it's really a pandemic, those numbers have to be greater. In other words, it builds on it. It doesn't wipe out those other kinds of deaths. Those are there. They're background. They're always there on average. And then you go add on boom, 2020 didn't seem to have much add on. There wasn't much add on until 2021 after the, the jabs came into being in 2022. Now, even more so. And so we're looking at something historically that I've been pointing out for decades now, and I'm not the only one. In fact, if you go to this article that we link up, and it's in the show notes at robertscottbell.com, you'll see that in 1974, a book and an accompanying article with the shared title of Medical Nemesis. There was a philosopher and a theologian, Ivan or Ivan Illich, boldly asserted that medical professional practice and related health policies, which he characterized as both industry and religion, had become a major threat to health. Now, that didn't get the attention of the World Health Organization. Remember that? A couple of years back, what did is that they said uh, anti-vaxxers were one of the top 10 threats to global health simply because we refuse to be human guinea pigs or experiments, lab rats. But in 74, he pointed out that the major threat to health was modern medicine as an industry and a religion. He called it out all of those years ago. Other medical figures like Richard Smith, a longtime medical journal editor and critic of fraudulent health research, later credited Illich with remarkable prescience, prescience about iatrogenesis. The term that says doctors, drugs, diagnostics, hospitals, and other medical institutions act as sickening agents or causes of illness, ailments, and even, even death. In 1999, the Institute of Medicine flagged medical error as being the top at the top ranks of urgent widespread public problems. Again, if you talk public health and you don't point out modern medicine as a primary culprit for dangerous outcomes in public health, the cause of it, you're so far behind, you're decades behind where not only I am in this show has been, but many others. The United States leads the world in drug spending. We're number one. Therefore, iatrogenic death is, well, 
pretty high as well. And there was the JAMA Journal, Starfield. They actually acknowledged what I've said, 225,000 Americans. I said as low as 106, but 225 up towards, upwards of 284 in that particular paper. But Rappaport has, John Rappaport, my dear friend, we covered this time after time after time on this show. And he still brings it up to this day because that, ignoring that, means that any legitimacy you think you may have in claiming that you're concerned about quote-unquote public health or the lives of innocents and protecting them is disingenuous at best. Now, it may be an ignorance, but those of you who have been reading John Rappaport, listening to this show, you've known this for a long time too, but there's such cognitive dissonance that that kind of death is not counted as real death. Or if it is, it's the price of doing business. So let's pay no attention to it, pay no mind to it, and focus only on the occasional E. coli outbreak at an organic lettuce factory, <laughs> right? As if that's the devastation. When has E. coli on lettuce grown in organic fields or non-organic fields for that matter resulted in 225,000 to 284,000 to 784,000 deaths? Just ask it. Not, not it. Not there. So the reality is they don't want you to know what we know here, what I know here, what I've been touting and pointing out as the real danger to health in the West, in the United States. And it's not a virus, but it is a vaccine or what they call a vaccine. This jab, it just builds on decades and decades and decades on a, a lack of genuine concern for the health and life and vitality of the people. Going back to Nazi Germany, World War II, you know that the medical doctors were the ones that experimented. They conducted the experiment, the atrocities that we hear about and read about in history. And without them, maybe it wouldn't have been able to be done. They didn't have Walmart checkout clerks to go after. You know, I talk about that. If the, if the doctors and nurses don't vaccinate, who will they go for? The pharmacists. If the pharmacists don't do it, they'll, they'll put anybody to do it as long as it gets done. And there are a lot of doctors and pharmacists and nurses now waking up in the midst of COVID disasters, COVID jab disasters, to see what we've been pointing out. There are so many lethal events that occur from modern medicine. Medical error, the third biggest cause of death in the United States, 200, quarter million deaths, one in 10 overall deaths. It's a conservative underestimate. And yet those are ignored. Those things are conveniently ignored. There's no... Uh, Dick Durbin doesn't call for a Senate hearing on this at all. Never. It's only about supplements. Oh, the great danger. No president has called out the atrocity, the tragedy, or the Holocaust level deaths that are occurring due to iatrogenocide, modern medicine. And it's only accelerated under the COVID scam, the scamdemic. The reality is, yes, people ha have been harmed by something called a gain of function type, uh, whether you call it a virus, protein sequence, or whatever. But the reality is modern medicine's response to it has only accelerated death, increased suffering, and now created chronicities beyond even all of the previous vaccines that were administered since the 1986 act went into effect, the, the National Vaccine Injury Compensation Program, and since the Vaccine Adverse Event Reporting Database, VAERS system, was set up. People say, well, that's self-reporting. Well, good luck trying to self-report. Mostly doctors, nurses, health professionals put that in there, but I, I'm not going to go there. We had, uh, what, what's her name? Jessica Rose was on PhD talking about that. She's done a great job to show how the VAERS data is not dismissible. You cannot just blindly go, oh, it's not accurate because it's not whatever they want to claim. They don't want you to know what we know here. The, the, the CDC is a disaster. The FDA is a disaster. And I call for their abolishment. If you want a CDC that focuses on toxicology, fine. I get it. That's valid. You can do that. 
but at the same time, it could be done if the common law were in effect. That is, people who are harmed by toxic poisons, whether it be food, water, or airborne, were harmed, and you could actually sue and not have government agencies step in on behalf of the industry that is polluting you, poisoning you, intoxicating you, injecting you. If you the, the behavior of those so-called criminal enterprises of big pharma could not succeed the way they do today. But they have been granted a special monopoly status in America and much of the West. And they, in fact, are the, the wholesale slaughtering agents of the killing fields of the 21st century. The hospitals, the hospital settings, following the edicts, the commandments of the pharmaceutical church and those who are priestcraft within it, whether it be the Fauci's of the world, the Walensky's of the world. And now they're all backtracking because they're, we're on to them. You're on to them. And that's why you listen to the Robert Scott Bell Show. I thank you for being here. We'll be right back. Radio. It's the Robert Scott Bell Show. Woo! All right, robertscottbell.com. That's the place to be. Sign up or, uh, yeah, sign up for our newsletter. Text RSB, my initials for Robert Scott Bell, RSB to 22828. RSB 22828. Send them, text them, and get on the list. No, we're not selling the list, but Super Don's going to send you an email for, uh, with great information, perspectives, upcoming events. Daily uh, newsletter. Yeah. Really Monday great through stuff, Friday, man. and actually I've started doing one on Sunday now, too. Wow, dude, you are so, like, just, I don't know how. I can't, I'm just it's holding cool, on to your dude. coattails. I'm enjoying it. I'm having yeah. fun with it. That's awesome. Now, the next story we're covering from our friends at Natural News, uh, this is uh, Arsenio Toledo wrote this. Clean food fraud. How, how many years have I been an advocate, Super Don, for clean food? Which, you know, of course, we define it. As organic, that's how most people hear about it. But I, I try to generalize it to say clean food and try to make sure people understand. But how long have I been an advocate for that? Long time. Yeah. Long time. And the term clean food is important because as we learned years ago, and I've never forgotten this because it kind of blew me away when I found out that, you know, you can eat something that's organic and it could be uh, contaminated with heavy metals and still be considered organic. Mm-hmm. Organic doesn't cover that. So, you know, clean means not only organic, pesticide-free, but, you know, tested for heavy metals and right. stuff like that. Glyphosate, et cetera. Yeah. Now, it's an interesting story here. And, and it used to be, if you go back thousands of years, the kosher or kashrut laws talked about cleanliness. That was the idea. Concept of cleanliness next to godliness. And they were basically uh, guidelines to help people eat better so they don't end up sick. So it's not like it's a new concept to eat clean. Although... People sometimes are confused when they say clean. What does that even mean? Do I wash my food with soap and water or bleach it? No. It's about the natural elements that come in through the soils and that which eats them, the plants that grow in the soil and or the animal, on and on it goes up the food chain. Is it bioaccumulating toxic poisons or not? But apparently Whole Foods of all places has been sued for claiming its beef has no antibiotics. Now, Whole Foods, have you ever lived in an area, because you've been up in like rural Oregon for a long time where there aren't any Whole Foods by you. 
I I have been in a, a Whole Foods a, a couple of times. Mm-hmm. Um, I haven't had one ever. Cl- there was a Whole Foods I think I went into when we were moving around the country. I think in Texas and stuff like I'm that. Sure. But yeah. No. But you go I, in uh, there. I mean, it's like a first class shopping experience. It's like a high end kind of it's place. Nice, like yeah, it's nice. Yeah. Nordstrom, Saks Fifth Avenue of food. Right. You go in there. Right. And like, well, and and so the image of Whole Foods is like, wow, everything's clean here. And I've said this so many times over the years. It's like just because you get it in Whole Foods doesn't mean it's organic. Because right. people, many people, believe it or not, super done. They still assume they buy it from Whole Foods. Oh yeah. It's it, no. It's the same well, stuff Whole, you Whole can get. Whole Foods sells junk too. You know. Oh, yeah. They, they, and do. they sell yeah. conventionally grown produce that's loaded with pesticides. Yeah. But in this case, it's talking about specifically the beef that they claim to be antibiotic free. Apparently, it's been tested and found to have antibiotic residues. Yeah. Yeah. And of course, that can create resistance. On other other reasons that people are saying, I do not want to eat antibiotics with my food. Right. I don't want them in there. So I don't know what if Whole Foods has responded to this. I, they're probably trying to stay quiet to figure out how do they defend the case. Uh, the at, at the time of this article being written, they had not uh, uh, commented mm-hmm. and, and responded to um, the request for comment. So. It remains to be seen what it is that's going to happen here. But, you know, it's a big deal, you know? And it's one of those things where, you know, and we've talked about this before. Mm-hmm. You know, if you really want to eat clean, then you, you really are going to have to do your homework. And, you know, best case scenario, you want to get, you, you want to buy local and you want to get to know your farmer. Yep. Or become your farmer. Or your rancher, oh, right? Yeah. Or become, yeah, absolutely. Oh, hey, that's a good point, Super D. There are a lot of ranchers that exist even in local and sub rural communities. Oh, yeah, we have them around here where I am, where I'm at. Yeah. yeah. And you can support them direct, cut out the middleman. And if, you know, you want to... Get people, to know your local butcher. Where do you yeah. get your meat from, you know? Mm-hmm. I mean, if you don't want to, you know, <laughs> you don't want to own your own cow, which I can right. appreciate. I did that once. Mm-hmm. Won't do that again. No. Uh, <laughs> but, yeah, get to know your local but- butcher, you know, and your far- local farmer and stuff. And, get you, you know, eat real food. Yeah, eat real food. And, and, of course, don't think that just because it's in a Whole Foods, it's clean. Read the labels. There are federal standards for organics, and they should be followed because there are consequences for not following it. That's why I'm not totally dismissive of the organic label. But it, it might be shipped from another country, too. That's not awesome. So finding more local sources, even farmers that are not certified organic, that do organic agricultural practices or beyond, that don't you know pay the money to get certified, can be really great clean sources of fresh, fresh wholesome foods that are not pretend whole foods anyway with that we're going to take a quick break here we got a lot more healing to go on the robert scott bell show how about fauci flip-flops how about fauci's claims i didn't do anything we've got some audio clips we're going to play them as well stick with us come on over to robertscottbell.com and we'll be right back you're listening to the robert scott bell show bureaucrats and corporations that would stand in the way of health freedom here's robert all right i don't want to talk about the f word uh you know we can't say it on radio technically but i'm going to do it everybody Nugan. no that's not the one the no. one you, you you're not you can't say on radio fauci 
I just said mm. it. Did you bleep me mm. in time? Ow! No, I'm Ow, sorry. Hurt. It got through. Yeah, well, we're going to have to see. Hopefully we won't get fined by the other F word, the FCC. Yes. Uh, but we will carry on best we can. Check this article out. I didn't shut down anything. Fauci responds to criticism when pressed by Fox News host. I mean, this is a guy that is just a classical sociopath. He'll say one thing, he'll say the opposite, and claim he never said either. <laughs> and, and, and he might even believe it. How many times did he say one thing, and then a week later he said the opposite? And then we were banned and deplatformed during the COVID cr- crazy crisis because we disagreed with him, even though he disagreed with himself regularly. And that's true of the WHO, it's true of the CDC, and everybody doing their thing. But Fauci, the poster child of uh, F-bombs, if you will, uh, and uh, the, 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 the kind that is just filled with lies and deceptions. And here's a guy who is not teaching anybody to take responsibility for anything that they do, but trying to convince you that there is no accountability for anything that he does. Uh, we'll see what happens if the Republicans take over Congress, and uh, I don't know. I'm not holding out and I'll hold my breath. But what was this uh, Fox News interview with, uh, what's his name? The, the, he's Neil the Cavuto. Business guy, Neil Cavuto, all right? So, I don't know. Maybe you should just play a clip or two and we'll see what, yeah, what he has to well, say. Well, let's see. I mean, you know, look, if, if somebody said, you know, Fauci, man, man, we shut, he shut down the country. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, I, I, I seem to recall that either this is like the Mandela effect on, on everybody. Yeah. Right? Or, or uh, I don't know. So, he's, he's on with Neil Cavuto. And uh, here's the first exchange. You had said a number of times, doctor, on this show as well, that uh, your response to COVID might not have been perfect, but it was in the times and the fast moments in which you lived and and were making those decisions. So looking back at some of those decisions, including masks, you were first opposed to them, then you embraced them, uh, the severity of, of the epidemic itself and completely shutting down uh, virtually the entire American economy. Do you regret particularly the last one, the shutdown, the sweeping shutdown that some yeah. said made things worse? No, I, I, I don't, uh, Neil. And in fact, I think we need to make sure that your listeners understand I didn't shut down anything. <laughs> um, yeah. <laughs> you didn't? Yeah. Hmm. Well, I mean, could there be plausible well, deniability in this case did, to say? Listen, I mean, now we're now we're getting into like uh, this is like a Bill Clinton. It depends on what the meaning of his is, yeah, right? Splitting the hairs. Yeah. Did, did Anthony Fauci jump in his car and drive down Main Street and stop at all of the business and say, "Hey, yeah. uh, you need to shut down"? No, he didn't. Was was Anthony Fauci along with Deborah Burks? Uh, the advisors to the president advising him on what it was that should be done, mm-hmm. and did they recommend shutting things down? I seem to remember yeah. that he did. Mm-hmm. Now maybe I'm wrong, you know. And I'm I'm going to assume somebody around in in media is going to pull up maybe some evidence of the fact that. You know, I mean, he was a part of that decision making, and that was his recommendation. That's what I seem to recall. Did did Cavuto push him on this, or? I well, mean, I'm curious. I, let's 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 see what happens next year. There was a lot of consideration among the White House task force that we were reaching a point where the hospitals, such as in New York City and other places, were being strained to the point of practically being overwhelmed. And when Dr. Burks and I came with the proposal 
that we take 15 days to essentially get to the point where we slow, if not shut some things down, not completely. And the record will show, Neil, that we didn't recommend shutting everything down. We wanted to cause a pause to remember the terminology to flatten the curve. But in re- Ah, oh yes. Remember that? He, he even remembered that. The pause that refreshes. No, the pause that destroys your economy, sends kids into depression, wipes out businesses and bank accounts. And he, at least he acknowledged that. And it's interesting when they come back, you remember those times. They say, oh, the hospitals are being overwhelmed. Well, maybe in New York, maybe in San Francisco, but they shut down the whole, you know what, in country. Yeah. Don't tell me that it's like it couldn't have gone. Well, you know, it's rough here. Let's, now, let's do something here. No, it wasn't about it. was at one size fits if I, all. If I go back into my own personal memory banks, which I, I could be wrong here again. This yeah. is just what I seem to recall. Mm-hmm. Um, I will give him a little bit of credit in the fact that when uh, I you shook, you, you, shook, you shook your head there, you don't like that. Okay, no, go I, ahead, go ahead, go ahead. All right, but I do remember that he, he you know, advised the whole flatten the curve thing. It was going to take two weeks. We we're going to flatten the curve. Remember, you know, and the two weeks turned into two months, yeah. turned into a year, whatever. But uh, I do remember that there was a lot of shutting down going on mm-hmm. that we were reporting on where it was it was not being done according to science. It wasn't being done according to really anybody's educated advice. It was being done because one state looked at another state and went, oh, look, they're doing it. We need to do it too. And then they looked... Some other state looked at what those two states did and said, oh, well, we got to do it too. And so it was almost like the states were... state of stupidity or... They didn't want to get left behind on doing what the other states were doing. And they wanted to... Not only did they want to do it, but they wanted to outdo the others. It was like a competition between the states where it was like, oh, yeah, well, you're going to shut down um, all of your your movie theaters. Well, we're going to shut down the movie theaters... And the restaurants. What do you, you what know? do you think though? I mean, did Fauci have anything to do with that? Did of course he, say, he did. He started. He started the right. process. Did and, Fauci and ever has, come out and say, "Whoa, whoa, whoa! I didn't say it. Stop it now. Everybody should." No, he never stopped. <laughs> it. He like well, let's keep on going. So he yeah. enabled it. There's no, at the very least he enabled it. He's so, complicit. Uh, He's got. I mean, he is complicit. He does sure. not have clean hands. So um, even if you right, want to see where where they go from here. Yeah, yeah, go ahead. All right, let's see what happens next. Retrospect, and we did that do you regret we... that it went too far? Whatever your original intentions were, and it's easy to be a Monday morning quarterback here, but that it went too far, that particularly for kids uh, who, who couldn't go to school except remotely, that it's forever damaged right. them. Well, I don't think it's forever irreparably damaged anyone. Oh. Well, that's contrary <laughs> what we're seeing. Maybe not you. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you profited handsomely as you have for decades, Fauci. I don't think it's irreparably damaged anyone. Right. How does? Well, why how don't does you go you know, talk to the parents of, of the kids mm-hmm. uh, and see if there's any kind of long-lasting damage that's been done because kids were, were kept out of school and weren't able to learn, and, and you know whether that is going to have some type of long-lasting effect on those kids. Does Fauci have kids? I don't even know. Probably, but the, uh, one day they'll look back and go, dude, that, yeah, sorry. I'm sorry for everybody in that family. Anyway, I want to uh, acknowledge that he's not an expert in 
child welfare and psychology and, and you know and, and that doesn't mean he can't have an opinion on it you know we're fair about that but for him to make a statement that i don't think anybody was irreparably damaged i mean it's a baseless opinion and it's not bearing bearing up with the reality of you know parents that we've talked to uh kids stories about kids i mean that are like it's like unlike any other time how about uh, developmental delays of the younger kids even before school those kids uh, because they can't speak well because their mouths were covered. I mean, that doesn't concern him in the least. Now, I believe we have one more clip. Does uh, yep. Cavuto push back or does uh, uh, Fauci continue to deny doing anything wrong ever? If we had something, God and forbid, like this distortion. again, doctor, I'm sorry, uh, that uh, and, and, and the same ideas were bandied about, a, a shutdown, uh, let's do things remotely, would, would you consider that? Do you think we should, as a country, consider that again? I think we should always learn lessons from the past, Neil. That is one of the things about medicine and science and public health that I have tried to do for my entire 50-year career, (laughs) to be flexible and open-minded. So if you look at things we may not have done perfectly or even not done well, you go back and you try to learn from that. Oh, what a great example of learning from mistakes of the past Anthony Fauci is, right? Yeah, it's just That's his legacy, isn't it? Yeah, no, it's just sad. I mean, this guy has in history, he'll, he'll, his name will be mud. I mean, it'll be to, to, to do a Fauci, right? It, it won't be good. And I'm not I'm not sad because uh, uh, for him, because he, he perpetrated a lot of this, but sad for all the people that have suffered because of that, because of what he has done. And he couldn't come out and say, you know, no, I think it's clear that we should not do this shutdown again. That was a disaster. He wouldn't do it. He just kind of went into a, a generalization of we must learn from things. Well, tell us what you learned about shutdowns. Complete denial. Nobody was irreparably harmed. The economy is just fine, probably. Uh, there's no such thing as inflation, and gas prices are as low as they've ever been. I mean, on and on it would go with Fauci. Uh, and to say that he's a liar is an understatement, but I think he's a sociopath. I don't know if I can go to psychopath or not, but sociopath for sure. The ability to say one thing and the opposite the next day and deny ever having just, said either. You know what? Potato, potato. Yeah. Um, we'll just say he's a douche. Yeah. That covers it all. Yeah. And on top of that, uh, I think there was another article here about Fauci saying he never flip-flopped on anything. The Daily Wire reported this. He never flip-flopped. It was just the evolution of science. Evolution ah, of the science. Yes. So this he's, is this is the 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 <laughs> he's blaming the science now. Oh uh, yeah. Well, no, because science is never wrong, Robert. Remember that? Remember back in the days when we were picking apart the the, the skeptic society and how they yeah. do things stuff like that. Mm-hmm. They 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 claim they are never wrong because mm-hmm. science is self correcting. So they yeah. could completely, you know, from the outside looking in, they totally screwed up, and they would just go, "No, nah, we didn't screw up. So we had a hypothesis, yeah. and then it didn't prove, you know, to be accurate. So we we, we came up with a new hypothesis. We That's re-told. how science works. We're never wrong." He flip flops, and he calls it evolution of science. That's right. Orwell couldn't have done it better. Never wrong. Then you wonder why yeah. these these uh, these narcissists become scientists. Yeah. It's because they, they they know that it's a perfect situation for them to be able to get away with everything, never be wrong, 
be put in a position of power, be able to look down their nose at everybody else, and they're bigger than everybody, smarter than everybody, and they're never wrong. Hey, you know what we want to do? We want to get you plugged into real science. Good science. Science that validates and validates and validates. And that's the science we're going to present, among other things, on Tuesday evening with John Hewlett of Cardio Miracle. If you haven't participated in any of our webinars online, Superdon sends them out through the newsletter. There'll be a banner up. Click on it, sign up, and we'll see you there. We got one more segment this hour of the Robert Scott Bell Show after this. The Robert Scott Bell Show. Scott the Robert Scott Bell Show. All right, we do have upcoming events. And Super Don, tell everybody how they can participate in the webinar surrounding Cardio Miracle. We're going to talk about vascular health, endothelial tissue health. Uh, there's so many things that we're learning about this wonderful Cardio Miracle product that you and I both take every day. Absolutely. So there's two ways you can do it. Number one, you can go to the website, robertscottbell.com. Between now and the 30th, there is a banner in the upper right-hand corner of the page. You'll see it. It uh, the, the topic of the webinar is going to be how to deal with a depressed immune system. And you'll see that banner up in the upper right-hand corner. The other way that you can do it, and not only get plugged into that webinar, but every webinar that we've got coming up, every upcoming event, and the news of the day every day mm-hmm. is you can get subscribed to our newsletter. And that's really simple. You can sign up again at the website, robertscottbill.com. Or if you got your smartphone in your hand, like most people, all you got to do is go over to your text messages and text the letters RSB. That's Robert Scott Bell. Not Robert Scott Bell, but the initials RSB mm-hmm. to 22828. 22828. And uh, that'll get you signed up for the newsletter. Those go out five to six days a week. Yep. And it'll keep you up to date on the, the what I think, because I mm-hmm. know everything. Yeah. I'm a scientist. Y'all knowing. Uh, yeah, no. It's it's hand-curated news by me, the stuff that I think are the most important and helpful and, and informative. And questions stories. of the day, which are fun Whole as well. Whole questions of the day. Yeah, yeah. the whole deal. So. You know who else drinks uh, Cardio Miracle every day? A lot of our friends, but Diane Miller, who's going to be on second hour uh, uh, from the National Health Freedom Congress coming up the 23rd, 24th of September. I hope to see you all there, Minneapolis, St. Paul, right near the airport. And there are links in the upcoming events tab. We've got events coming up in Orlando in early October. We've got the Health Freedom Expo coming up mid-October outside of Chicago. Also, shout out for those of you who are gardeners and farmers out there going organic or doing it organically. If you have a pest issue, why not reach for something non-toxic to your pets and your kids and you? Orange Guard, orangeguard.com. That is delimonene, God-made delimonene. It's a distillate from the orange peel, citrus peel. Orangeguard.com, and you can get it at your local Ace Hardware store, and it works. It really works, and it is safe to use around organic agriculture as well. It's OMRI listed. All right, we got uh, one more article here this hour I want to cover with you, and uh, I don't know how you do it, Super Don. Because obsessively watching the news can make you mentally and physically sick. And pretty much other than when we're on the air, all you're doing is monitoring the news feeds, curating the news. I'm like, how do you do it? Good Lord, that can be rough and tumble on your body and your mind. Well, you know, what? What is? how do you define obsessively watching the news? 
Ah, um, there you go. Good point. Pick out that word because you're not obsessing. You're actually doing a, a great service. And I don't think that you are, uh, let's say, falling prey to propaganda like many people who don't know what's happening when they just 24-7 are playing whatever news channel they like or pretend to like. Well, so here's what I want to say, Super Don. I want to ask you about that because I know you're not obsessing over it. You're actually doing this with good uh, results in mind as a service, but you're really well, seeing through the propaganda, not being a victim of the propaganda. I will be honest with you. There was a time, I mean, I've been doing this for a while now, and there was a time early on in my career mm-hmm. um, that it did get overwhelming from time to time. It was very easy to get burnt out because you were just constantly surrounded by the news, and a lot of it was negative or, mm-hmm. you know, doom, doom scrolling, they like to call it. Um, but, you know, over time, I kind of figured out how to do it, but keep myself um, kind of detached. Mm hmm. To, to a certain extent. And so in this case, you know, they, they talk about uh, those who constantly check the latest headlines end up with a significantly greater physical ill-being than those who tune in less often. Mm-hmm. And I think it's not so much about whether you're keeping track of what's going on in the news, but it's what you do with it. Mm-hmm. You know, um, it's very easy to get scared mm-hmm. and depressed uh, when you're reading a lot of these headlines. But if you if you look at what's going on in the news and you kind of just kind of look at it and you understand that a lot of this is BS, yeah, <laughs> and what you're reading in the headlines is you don't take it uh, just for granted or you don't take it seriously, yeah, um, and you know you, you can you can build up a I don't know what would you call it like a firewall right yeah yeah I think you know, that's that a good protects way to say you it. that yeah. protects you from it to a certain degree well and I want I want to make sure that nobody is victimized by the propaganda in the news cycle uh, that you can help yourself and others to see through it um, by getting honestly the RSB show newsletter that'll help Super Don does a great job curating it not so you fall prey to it but to kind of navigate and see what we see and then we get to talk about it on the air so not just on Sundays when we're live on GCN but five additional days of the week over at robertscottbell.com slash listen there's a chat room and everything we're going to take a pause news break at the top of the hour diane miller joins us after that because the power to heal is yours the robert scott the bell robert show. scott bell show